Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 164th Church Mag Podcast. Couldn't have said it better myself. Whoa. Phil, do you want to try? <laughs> you just out Jeremy Jeremy. It's like a boom shakalakathon. Or, no, a boom shakalaka off. Now you try. I, I think you should stop while you're ahead. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team, week by week, day by day, however you like. This devotional is for church tech by church tech. Learn more about rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week's episode was recorded three months ago. Ironically, the topic is motivation. So if you hear something a little out of the ordinary, knowing this was recorded months and months ago should help put things into context. If you'd like to join the conversation or share with us what motivates you the most, send us an email at podcast at churchmag or use the hashtag cmagcast and we'll be sure to share your comment much sooner than three months from now. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast and I am so grateful to have both, not just Phil, but Jeremy, both of them at the same time. Between life, life, and life, it seems like here recently it's only been two of us. So whenever we can have all three of us, it feels so great because then um, we can, then we all collectively can be lazier and not have to talk as much, and that's good. How about we just chalk it up as two and a half? Two and a half. Yes, it's two and a half because Jeremy's still in uh, newborn baby mode, and so just like three hours ago, he's like, "I'm going to get a couple of hours of sleep." And then I'll be all ready for the podcast. And then he comes on the podcast. And first, it just started off as like kind of grunts and noises. He's actually in full speech now. This is coming from a man who does not drink coffee. I am so impressed. Jeremy's wake up process. Jacob's uh, Jeremy's wake up process just proves human evolution. It's true. It's true. No, it's not true. That's a lie, Phil. That is a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. It's all scam. (laughs) You said you drink tea, Jeremy? No, I don't drink tea. I drink coffee. I thought you didn't drink coffee. I think we were trying to ascertain that knowledge, and the internet kept cutting out, so we switched topics before the truth could be discovered. Right, right. You drink coffee, do not drink tea. But you have not had coffee today yet. That was your point, no. yes. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Is somebody adjusting the microphone? I'm sorry. Yes, my pop filter fell off my mic. It's been... I got it now. We're good. I won't touch the rest of the podcast. The irony. I know, I pop, right? I, know. I have a pop filter, so it won't make noise. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, what you need here, Phil, is, in, is is to go along with your pop filter is a um, readjusting your pop filter filter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just feel like that's a lead in. I had the See, I, I had the I had the mic muted, but then the uh, human evolution joke popped up, and I had to, I had to come back in for that <laughs> joke, and I couldn't remute because my hands were full of broken pop filter. Right. The cost of comedy, ladies and gentlemen, the cost of comedy, Indeed. right here. So yesterday on in Slack, I did the usual evening before the early morning of podcasting. Hey, does anybody have an idea? Which is code word for I've got nothing. Hold on, hold on. I need to fact check this because I think this is fake news. Oh my gosh. Um, this isn't fake news, Jeremy. Yeah. This is post You said no, you said yesterday morning. You said Wrong. yesterday morning we had this conversation. Wrong. It was one oh six PM. Wrong or ideas this week? Oh it was. It was still in the PM, was it not? It was the PM, yes. Jeremy, he's still he's right. still on Italian Slack time. <laughs> Did 
Yeah, probably. I, I I need to check my setting. You know how many places around the internet I'm like, that's odd. Or like every I pull up a website or a shopping page and it's all in Euro, and I'm like, crap. How do I change it back? <laughs> There's one website like I can't get it to work any other way. Like it's always shows me I go to buy through PayPal. It's in Euro. I don't I don't know how to get I tried so many different things. All right. So uh, the topic that you came up with was motivation. Um, which is really apropos. I mean, you are really living it right now off your few hours of sleep and newborn babies and being on this podcast. That's a motivation right there. It is my life. It's either motivation or what, Phil? <laughs> I mean, I can sense it. I can feel it. It's like it's like an energy force just coming off of him. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, let me ask you guys this. There's the generic conversation of motivation for people. And I'm right. I'm thinking about this through the lens of like someone that needs to get something just for church tech. It's like the, um, the mentality of blogging and the, the needing to do that hustling. I know we don't like that word, but a lot of other people do that grinding things out. So I kind of put that in the whole mentality of uh, motivation for you guys before we get started. What is it that motivates you pretty consistently for me? It's all about, it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins for me. So not really fake news. Yeah, no. Um, realistically for me, um, honestly, it's a lot of it is just kind of a compulsion. Like I, I do what I do because I have to do it. Um, so then maybe that, maybe that belies some sort of serious mental health condition I have, but, um, I always think of that, not, in, not in such a dramatic or, or possibly divine terms, but that, uh, phrase in Jeremiah, like fire shut up, shut up in my bones. If I have something to write and I don't write it, it, it almost, it almost hurts for me. That's, that's a big part of it. Plus, uh, as a firstborn, um, and a pe- people pleaser, it's, it is hard for me to fail others. So I, I just cannot, if I've committed to something, I will get it done. So part of it is motivation because if it, if you don't, it hurts, which I work with people that have substance use problems. And if they don't figure out how to stop using, or if they decide to use, that's their motivation for that process today because it hurts. Um, but then the other one is almost like a, would you say shame or guilt? Like that's your activating motivator no i don't think it's that i think it's more of because i love that person and i've given them my word i will come through i've committed to do something for that person so it's more about like i'm gonna fulfill my end of the bargain i'm sure shame and guilt if factors in there sometimes somewhere but for the most part it's more like ah oh, they're counting on me they need me now but because of that because once i get into something i can't get out of it i have become much better in the past two years of saying no to things if i know i cannot get it done in a healthy manner. Yeah, see, I, I I really relate to that firstborn type A personality, people-pleasing kind of thing that Phil's talking about. I, I, I cannot stand saying I'm going to... I get really upset if I'm saying I'm going to do something and I'm not following through or I'm not doing it. Like, with all of our transitions and everything, I'm I'm still very behind in a lot of stuff I'm, that, that I said I'm going to do. And it's constantly just like looming over my head always. And that's so that there, there's that phenomenon. Um, but as far as the motivation to do things, it, it's like the, the compulsion kind of rings true, like what Phil was saying. But for me, it's if I don't have too much going on, I usually find stuff. It's like I get bored or it's it's like if it's just like if i'm hanging out in the house and i'm not moving or doing something like i'll fall asleep 
you know? Um, and so it's just that, that, that need to constantly have more stuff than I can do. Otherwise, like, cause I talk about getting rid of stuff to have more time and blah, 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 blah. But it just seems like in the end, I end up filling it with, with more stuff. Maybe, maybe part of the problem is, is I need to learn what Phil has learned to do. And that is to say, no, <clears throat> that's kind of my vague version of what motivates me. I mean, I could say the Benjamins, but really it's not. Cause I don't, there's a lot of things that I do that I do for free. So, <laughs> or volunteer. Cause I like to do stuff for people. And I would even say people to get paid. I would say a lot of what Michael Hyatt does from at least the way he explains, and I've never talked to the man, um, is that, except, you know, that one tweet conversation, but is that I think for him, at least the way he presents it is it's not about the money, but the fact that, that that's a resource for him to do what he wants to do. And so money always has to be the conversation with him as far as how much is this going to cost you to have me jump on for whatever. Um, and then he's thinking about how much it's costing him in that process as well. But then he's also thinking about that cost then leads to him being able to continue to do what he wants to do. So that's what works for him. What about you, Jeremy? I would say that for me, the driving force in all of this, the motivation is probably just that, um, simple pursuit of excellence. Um, and it's sometimes my own crappy defined version of excellence of more and more and more, which shouldn't be, but seeps through. And then sometimes that's excellences find at times. And that, that drive for excellence can sometimes be a vicious circle because how you define excellence needs to be more excellent. Sometimes that excellence is misdirected. And so that excellence needs to be about achieving a lot of great things. And when you're single, it's not a problem. Go for it. And when you're a father, excellence sometimes is just being present with your kids. That's a big problem, I think, in the church. Um, we have this mentality. Uh, there's so many books that are about achieving your God-given dream. And a lot of it's true. But I think the problem is that sometimes in hyping this stuff up to market a book, we make it seem like uh, everyone's dream should be a mountain-moving dream. And sometimes your dream should just be to produce you know, three healthy, happy kids who love God and love others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I, I, I keep seeing that over and over again, Phil. That That's that's cool that you've had that similar slash same viewpoint. You know, I was talking to some friends of ours this past week, and, uh, you know, they, they, they were a little bit, I, I don't know, I think they feel a little bit less than because they don't have some sort of prestigious position or they've been given some sort of title, um, at, at at the church level, when in actuality, their lives and in everything they do every day, such a huge impact on the world to make it a better place, you know, and and because but because it doesn't have that that special title given by the, you know, the institution of of Sunday morning, they they feel a little bit less than and so they kind of feel, you know, like a lower class citizen in that sense, which is totally wrong. It totally is. I, I know so many pastors who would love if their boards would let, let them have a day or two a week to either uh, work from a restaurant in the community. So you get to know people like work, like work, like do their study out there. You have their notepad and their laptop and work um, at a restaurant just to get to know folks there. Or conversely, if their board would let them take a, you know, take a side job and, and like be like a, a an eight or 10 hour a week job just to be around people 
to to know folks in the community to know quote unquote sinners and have have that that one foot in the real world as opposed to one foot in ministry where all you meet all day are, are either Christians or folks who pretend to be Christians because they want something from your church and then serve as deacons in your church. <laughs> okay, wow, wow. <laughs> That was that was a that was a razor, was trying, razor sharp cut there. I was trying to go full circle with your analogy because they're the ones that stop you. How often do you think that that uh, motivation comes down with the fact that we have misdefined excellence or goals, and that's hurt our motivation because we're, we're we're aiming in the wrong direction? Of course, we're not motivated to go in this direction. We're supposed to be going in another. Um, here, here's what I would say about motivation: is that motivation and your direction as far as goals are associated but not directly linked um there's going to be so much we talk about with this i haven't even written on for the church mag but i'm trying to do that motivational monday and the one article that i'm writing right now perfectly aligns with this the physics of us of it is that i use the physics of um you have a point in space that's your location and then velocity and speed talk about that distance um, covered over time and acceleration is that velocity change over time. And for me, motivation is that acceleration. If we decide to move forward, then we are accelerating. And if we um, hit cruise control, our acceleration's at zero. And I think a lot of times we're in cruise control or we're even coasting, which our acceleration is decreasing. But you're talking about direction. You're talking about purpose and destination, which if you have that motivation helps with that, but motivation in and of itself doesn't matter. I mean, if you pick a place on your, if you know where you want to go, you can have that motivation acceleration to move forward. But at the same time, you um, can get lost and you can get misdirected. Your motivation in and of itself is still moving forward in that process as well. And so I think that that's an important thing in that process to realize as far as motivation and goals. Well, the, the cruise control analogy, that's huge. That's huge because I'm thinking to myself, you know, what's what's on cruise cruise control? A lot of things are on cruise control. And the reason why is because, um, you know, there's so many different different directions and goals that I'm trying to go. And there's only so much motivation or acceleration that I as one human being can produce. And so those other things are put on cruise control. Let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there as far as this is concerned. A lot of people say having that motivation and that drive is the biggest thing that people need to, that need to work on so they can continue to push through and attain their stuff. And my thought in that is um, we like to say motivation is what gets us out of the burnouts, what gets us out of the ruts and all of those different things. And that's when we really focus on motivation. But the biggest times we lack motivation, we should really the biggest problems that humanity has with motivation is when we're in that coasting mindsets. Because if we decide to enact motivation in just a little bit when we're coasting, we don't ever have to worry about getting into those ruts and into those burnouts, at least until something outside of our lives happens and we can't control those things. But if we're continuing to maintain those little bits of motivation as we move forward, we don't get into that burnout. We don't get into that um, rut for ourselves. I feel like the last three years for myself have been, let's just manage this motivation as we go along where before that I found myself, I'm doing the thing, I'm doing the thing, I'm burnouts. Let's just stop. 
okay, I figured this out. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing, and I'm done. I just need to take a minute and quit for a minute. I, I, I wondered when we were going to hit on the burnout aspect, because when you are focused a lot of energy to to get that acceleration, it can it can really it can really burn you out. That's for sure. Yeah, and and I always say, I mean, this is another physics conversation getting onto a highway so you're getting on the entrance ramp onto the highway and you go those first two miles you spend almost as much energy on those first two miles because you're trying to get up to speed and we're talking about from burnouts from standing still you spend as much energy then as you do the next 20 miles after that but all we do all we want to do is have that conversation about those first two miles as far as motivation but we don't ever talk about how can we maintain that motivation on the next 20 miles where that's more efficient when we're talking about trying to accomplish what we want to accomplish in life i think part of it i think it's you know jeremy has some really great practical thoughts here and i think for me i'm going to spiritualize it not because i'm i'm spiritual but because whatever you know um because because you're because you're pentecostal yeah well there you go okay so <laughs> Yep, I, I have a I have a word for you guys. So, I think part I think it's twofold problem here. I think part of it is our motivation may be fine, but our energy source is our own. And yep. so, if we're, if we're motivated by something that may, may be true and noble, but we're trying to trying to accomplish it on our own energy, we're not bringing it to God. I was reading in Proverbs the other day and said, you know, I think it said, "Submit your plans to God, and, and He will bless them." You know, now that's not, that's not. I'm not going to make some sort of blanket Oprah promise where God will bless all your plans, but I am saying that the idea here is to bring to God, God, here's the things I want to do. Here's the why I want to do them. If the why is is good and true, then He's going to help bless you and 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 give you the strength you need to accomplish it at the same time i think some people who are quote-unquote kingdom-minded are are burning this life down in order to ignite the fires of eternity and that's i don't think what god wants for most of us there are some people god will call to, to live that kind of life i think but i think the majority of us god is calling us not to um not to light a fire, but God is calling us to build a life that will carry over into eternity and a life that carries over into the lives of others so that they too may, may enter into that, that distant country. I, I think that it's that weird mindset that we have uh, some folks that we're sprinting into the kingdom when really we're running a marathon. And so I think that that I think that that's less motivation and more of a conversation of is that actually supposed to be what you're doing in life? Are you are you talking to God? And, and that's almost a direction conversation again, where um, if we are, I was thinking I'm going to do computer engineering because that's what I'm good at. And that's what everybody told me I should do. And that was my direction. But my God ordained gifting, which I had no idea at the age of 24 when I graduated or 23 or whenever that was, is that I care about people and I care about people a lot. Um, and it took many, many years and God being so patient with me for me to figure that out. And, and so I think that that plays a part in it, but I also wonder if it, it if that's actually motivation or if that's just us trying to spin our wheels in something that's really hard as opposed to going towards our strengths, which isn't necessarily motivation. It's just getting rid of the resistance in the process. Mm, right. Cause w w with your analogy of 
motivation being the accelerator. If you have a, if you have high resistance or you're trying to accelerate uphill, you're not going to find yourself making as much progress as if you're accelerating downhill. And so, if if you're trying to pursue something like you're saying that isn't easy or isn't um, your gifting or you know whatever. You can talk about hustle and you can talk about working hard and you can talk about motivation and you can talk about grinding things out as much as you want. But if you're trying to go in a direction that is not your leaning or advantage advantageous for yourself, you're going to find it much harder, you know. And so, you know, you're, you're absolutely right about that. And there's some things, don't get me wrong, that it's good to grind out. I mean, I am... I love to read and I love to study, but in a community aspect of things, and it's not like I can just show up to every Bible study all the time and have that community. And I have to do that alone a lot of times. So I have to grind that out. That's not my forte, but it's something I need to do regardless. Well, I think too, that there's, there's times to grind something out because it may just be a block. Like if you get this one thing done, it opens up a flood of new energy and new thought process that can really drive you forward. Yeah. It's you know motivation. We often think of what pulls you, but sometimes there's a pushing involved as well. Yeah, and that, that can be to where you have f- folks come alongside you to say, "Let's accomplish this together," and then move you on to a new phase of your life. Yep. Now, I will say this about the source, and I've experienced this to be true: is this in the sense of what you had said about the source of the motivation? Is that there are internal and external motivations. And so we say we want to do something great for our kids. We want to say we're doing something great for humanity. Um, but the problem with that is it's an, as an external motivator, those people are not nice to us. And we lose that motivation very quickly. Even our kids, um, I hate to tell you parents out there, but they end up growing up and moving out. It's not that, Eric, you're getting going into this pretty soon. But that motivation of I want to be the best father so that I see them because um, I love my kids so much, that's awesome. But at some point, they're going to do probably what I did and move out and not call for three months. And where's your motivation right now? As opposed yeah. to when you have that internal motivation. And I, this even includes your career and um, your performance and all that stuff as well. Yeah. But if, you're, if your motivation is internal, and, it, and I would say your relationship with God is still internal. Because yeah. for me, that's not changing in that process. I think that's also important. I've got friends who live their lives, you know, it's basically essentially for their kids. And I just, it's hard to tell them, Hey, you're making a huge mistake. You know, like, well, I mean, the only person who should command that much attention from you is your spouse. And even then you have, there has to be that in that, in that distinction between the internal of you and God and then the external of you and your spouse. And then the combined effort of you and your spouse, even then your that motivation for your spouse, they can cheat on you. They can. Oh, absolutely. But I don't, but I don't think you can, I don't think you can, you can't engage in a relationship fully. If you're, if you're holding back in fear of those things, my point is just that it should be you and God first. And then the love of God through you for you and your spouse and love. God view for your kids. So many people think they're being good parents by putting their kids above their marriage. I would say, just in general, a lot of times it's completely inefficient. Um, in that in that sense, now 
that being said, it's not that you just disregard all those things because a lot of times we get those people in our lives that are encouragement. I hope this podcast is an encouragement to people. Some conversations you want to, sometimes we forget to publish an article um, or an episode. And so you know, don't rely on us. Let it be something that's plus and in that process. Yeah. And, and that's where the, you're saying the external, the external motivators, like as church mag, the fact that there's so many of us working on it, like the last three to six months has not been driven by me. It's been driven by everyone else involved. And then there's an encouragement and synergy that can happen where because we're all working on it and talking and pushing, it encourages one another. Hey, you know, they're they're pushing. I'm going to push with them. And so that's where having a team and a, it can be such a powerful thing. So like if... And that's why it leads to burnout. So, you know, like with church tech, you're the only church tech. One of the biggest reasons you should have a team or try to get somebody else to come along beside you, even if it's just one person, is not only just so that you have help, but because you can really propel each other further than you could go by yourself. That being said, don't let that be the reliance because sometimes they're going to disagree with you or right. not be that's present true. and all that but stuff. But I mean, just say as far as some, some of the elements for motivation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I would say in this, as far as having that motivation is that, um, sometimes we don't think about some of the best motivation out there. It's sitting in our fingertips. And so we think that it's this big grand scheme and a lot of people, um, self-help books and all that stuff sell it as you need to go on this divine journey or really look at yourself and yada, 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 where in fact, it's probably really easy to find a lot of this motivation for yourself. Um, so if we actually apply this to church tech with like blogging and stuff, I, I know that blogging has a really difficult time with motivation. How am I going to keep this blog up? Probably in the last six months, I've seen six or seven blogs just turn off because they're not doing it well. And they see that as a failure. And I see that as that's the best learning opportunity you could ever have because you can go and learn from someone else and kind of keep a tidbit of information in the back of your head. But if you've experienced it yourself, that's going to stick with you forever. And that's a huge motivation because you were able to not have the success you wanted. Now, you know that much more about yourself. And if you didn't have that, what you would call failure, you would never know that about yourself. So thank goodness that you failed. Now let's get back up on that horse. If that's still your goal, if that's still your direction, let's get back up on that horse and continue on. I think that that's an important part of it as well so basically using failure as a motivator using failure as a motivator using i mean there's something counseling called positive thought placement that's that article is going to come out sometime soon where you just simply say you know what i don't care if it feels bad and i'm crumbling underneath i'm still going to push through because there is a positive somewhere in this and i just need to find it or this mentality of even though this situation's terrible, I realize that there it's all for a purpose and I'm going to kind of grind it out. And I know that that's my goal and all of this. And so my motivation right now is just to keep doing it just for keep doing it safe. And that's my motivation right here. And that's a great motivation, especially when you come out the other end and you, you're 10 weeks down the road with your newborn and you actually have internal motivation because you actually slept a little bit or whatever else it could be. So I think that there's a lot of resources that are will that people don't utilize. It doesn't have to be this grand discovery. Right. And and thinking about motivation and exploring this topic is it really the, the goal of it is to become mindful 
about how motivation works instead of just blindly going through life. If you know how motivation works, then you can use it for your advantage. You can create more motivation. You can bend motivation. You can, uh, you know, evaluate your own life and kind of do a status check and be able to make some changes to naturally create some motivation to get some acceleration so that you can, you know, uh, get where you're trying to go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Whoa. Phil, do you want to try? <laughs> you just out Jeremy Jeremy. It's like a boom shakalakathon. Or, no, a boom shakalaka off. Now you try. I, I think you should stop while you're ahead. <laughs> he provides one that says a little bit there. Eric's like, oh, I can't do more. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say this. Um, I get to cheat and have a little bit of that. Uh-oh, here it goes. And that counseling background. And what you said is perfect. Um, because there is that mindfulness in that process. That is absolutely what it is. Um, and people don't have that for themselves. I just get to pull from that resource of knowing what mindfulness is. And I cheated a little cheater during this conversation. You use console. You use console codes. You have a command block, Jeremy. Did you use a command block? Command blocks scare me, but yes, I did. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. And if you can find some motivation, we would love for you to leave a review on iTunes. Until next week. Sorry, Phil. We we, we took a Minecraft reference. That's okay. I got back in last week, scoofing around. Blew up, blew up a whole mountain. Because I could. The Lord said, the Lord said, if you have faith, this muscle must proceed. Well, Lord, I didn't need faith. I had creative mode and a lot of TNT. <laughs> and I moved that mountain. Oh, buddy, did I move that mountain. My, my processor couldn't keep up with it. It basically just stopped showing what happened. I looked, and eventually the smoke cleared and the lag stopped. And I saw this gigantic gap in the earth. <laughs> and I said, I am destro- I am become destroyer of worlds. <laughs> The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. That's a radio trick, folks. We don't normally podcast, but when we do, we use radio tricks.